one more with Joanna and Daphne, a fitness and nutrition podcast for normal people who want to be more awesome. If you have trouble deciding between just one more cupcake and just one more kettlebell swing, this is the podcast for you. I'm Joanna Shaw-Flam. I'm an actor, a comedian, and a normal person. And I'm Daphne Yang. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition counselor, and the creator of Hit It, New York's ultimate high-intensity interval training workout. Before we begin, remember to talk to your doctor or medical practitioner before starting any workout or nutrition plan. We wanted to encourage you, if you have not already, to join our mailing list. We send out like two emails a month, so we're not going to clog up your inbox. And we always have um, little things about what our episodes were about, in case you missed them, um, a bunch of fun links that have to do with whatever we were talking about in the episodes. And it's a really good way to, like, if you always listen to us when you work out or when you're out walking the dog or when you're driving or something, um, it's a good way to be like, oh yeah, there's that link that I was like, I'll totally remember that when I get home. And then you didn't because you're a normal person. Uh, so sign up for our mailing list. You can do it at our website, which is justonemorepodcast.com. There's a little box on, in there for you to put in your email. Um, we also almost always email our mailing list first if we um, do things like uh, our Sweatshed meetup that we did a couple months ago. Um, so if you wanna be the first to know about things like that, get on the mailing list. So uh, this is the next episode in our series on muscle groups. Um, and this one, we're gonna be talking about the chest, the chest muscles. The chest muscles, the pecs. The pecs. What are the pecs We exactly? keep singing before this like 50 times. We were like, let's talk about pecs, baby, because we're huge nerds. Um, but yeah, let's how talk about we, them. How would we finish that? I guess let's talk about you and any, me. Um, I don't know how to finish it yet because I don't know anything about the chest muscles. Oh, well, so then we'll know at the end. Yeah. Okay, we'll make that our mission. We have end. to finish the song at the end. Yeah, <laughs> because by the end of this, you're going to know everything about pecs. So what okay. are the chest muscles? So our chest muscles, well, I'll start off by saying our chest is located in the front of our body. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for not making me identify it because I'd be so embarrassed. <laughs> our chest muscles are in the front of the body. And our pectoral muscles make up our chest muscles. So in terms of what pectoral muscles are, they are the muscles, if you are a girl, they're the muscles that are located pretty much underneath your boobs. But when I say underneath, I mean like underneath, um, not like your stomach area, but like right. underneath your boobs. And then um, when I'm talking about guys, I just mean the muscles that are where your nipples are. <laughs> right. So those are your pectoral muscles. The chest muscles are made up of two groups of pectoral muscles. You have your pectoralis major, and then you have your pectoralis minor. And in terms of the anatomy... That's so much easier than some of the muscle naming of the groups we've done recently. I know, yeah. There's a major and a minor. Let me guess, the major is bigger? The major is bigger, <laughs> yes. The major is bigger, and the major is also in front, because the, the minor genius. is in front. Or the minor is in the back. So <laughs> there's the so when it comes to the pec major, you have two parts. And the upper portion is called the clavicular head, and the lower portion is called the sternal head. So from an anatomy standpoint, um, if you guys are trying to visualize it, uh, the, the pec muscle, it goes like up, your, up the front of your body, and the sternal head is bigger, and it just goes kind of like underneath your entire like boob area, and then the, the, the um, clavicular head. It's smaller, but it's on top, kind of like underneath your collarbone-ish. Underneath my clavicle? Cla uh, clavicle, yeah, yeah. That whole region. Clavicular? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Underneath your, cl uh, <laughs> underneath your clavicle. 
And then in terms of where the Peck Minor is, the Peck Minor, it lies beneath pectoralis major. So those are the Peck muscle groups. And so the function of these pectoral muscle groups, they have a pretty major, major function. Um, they're used to control movement of the arms. Very um, important. Very, very important. And they create lateral, 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 vertical, and rotational motion. They also play a really big part in our inhalation. So it's, it allows you to pull your rib cage out to create room for your lungs to expand. And um, when it comes to posture, it's actually also very important to have strong pectorals as well. Wow. You know, yeah. it's interesting. I think about my chest muscles basically not at all. Yeah. Um, I think because um, because I'm a woman yeah. uh, in a uh, female body, and um, the only thing anyone wants to talk to women about having to do it with their torsos is having a flat stomach, stomach yeah. and big boobs. Yeah, it's really interesting <laughs> because um, I forget sometimes that with um, – with men, it, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, like we as women, we actually don't really have to think about or it's not that we don't have to. We oftentimes do not think about our pectoral muscles because we have our boobs covering them. <laughs> so it's like, oh, the, the pectoral muscle itself is not visible. It's like on the us, one you know? thing women don't have to worry about from an attractiveness point of I view know, that yeah. men do. Yeah. Because I think men tend to focus on their pecs more because it is a signifier of attractiveness. I'm going to affirm that is the case. <laughs> yes, men do focus on their pectorals more. <laughs> but I do care about like moving my rib cage so I can breathe. Yeah. And I care about being able to move my arms in all sorts of different directions. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the pec muscles are so important to train. I would say equally as important as any other muscle group, equally as important to, uh, to strengthen and to stretch and even if you are a woman and it's not that important for you to have like visibly <laughs> like pronounced pecs <laughs> it's still really uh cr critical and crucial to work those muscles to create a very balanced and aligned and just overall strong body yeah is there a difference in the way like does having boobs over my pecs affect my pecs or like so, how they work yeah not at all actually well i know so it's interesting because you can tell when i'm training when i'm training clients i have i work with equal amounts of male clients as i do female clients um it is so interesting because i'm going to use the bench press as an example and i do have females do a bench press i do i do the bench press i'll just like use a bar or whatever I'm feeling that day. 500 pounds. Um, or like 500 pounds. Um, or like a chest press with dumbbells. That's a good example. Chest press with dumbbells. Um, I feel like oftentimes I do see girls doing that more than hopping on the bench. Um, but it's fun when you have a trainer over you. It's like if I say like we're going to bench press, everyone's like, yeah. And the girls feel nice and strong and it's totally fine to do that if you're a woman. Um, it's not just a male exercise. So here's what I was going to say. I tell a guy like, okay, all right, well, you're going to feel this in your pecs. And a guy is able to start the bench press and he's able to totally isolate his pecs right away. The reasoning is because just as a male, his brain, he's been aware of them. He can visualize what it is he's training. Whereas a girl, I sometimes have to be like, okay, you have to lock your shoulders down and back. You have to kind of push your boobs up like into the air. You have to kind of like push your chest up into the air. And then I cue it. I'll say, you'll kind of feel this in your armpits 
And then I say, imagine the muscles underneath your, your boobs, like not your stomach, but like under, like under, mm-hmm. under, and now put your brain there. And then they'll be like, ah, okay. And that's even hard to cue with push-ups because sometimes we'll be having girls do push-ups and they'll be like, I feel this in my shoulders. I only feel this in my shoulders. I only feel this in my shoulders. Maybe I feel this in my triceps. Um, in which it's my job to cue it or adjust the form so that they actually do feel it in their pectorals a little bit more. Um, I yeah, almost just so. did this t- without explaining to you what I was doing. I just but, saw you. <laughs> but I was thinking, like, if you put your thumbs in your armpits, yeah, that's and a then nice way to... sort of where your pointer finger lies on your chest. <laughs> if if you, only you guys could watch what Joanna I look very and I awesome. We're doing right now. Um, but that's if you do have trouble um, visualizing or feeling where your pecs are. Yeah, that's sort of where that like pointer yeah. finger goes. You can feel that. That's that's the the upper portion of the pec. That's mm-hmm. the clavicular part of your um, pec major so if you're a girl and if you're just like poking around like above your boobs you can totally feel like I can totally feel my pecs right now mm-hmm. um, they're there <laughs> they're there they exist I believe in um, them so that's the, the the upper part of the pectorals and that actually when you are doing exercises like the chest press the push-ups the um, you know bench press uh, dumbbell shul- dumbbell chest press oftentimes people will ask me like well what's the point in doing this you know I don't really why is this important Um, and so they'll say I'll hear people say like oh I just feel this in my arms okay that's good you feel it in your arms oftentimes chest exercises you will feel them in your arms like everywhere in your Mm -hmm. arms like push-ups you'll feel everywhere your entire upper body is working but the thing is it really does isolate (laughs) it really does isolate the pectoral muscle and to have optimal function rotation Adduction, so moving your arms up and down, rotating them in and out, and being able to have full range of motion in your shoulder joint. So think of doing things like, you know, uh, a good way to think. So when you arm wrestle, that's moving your arm inwards. Which I do all the time. Yes, exactly. That's internal rotation of the arm. Um, uh, Shoulder flexion is like if you're swinging a baseball. So just think of all these like ranges of motions that we totally take for granted like flapping your arms up and down like when you do jumping jacks yeah. I would say take for granted until you've had shoulder problems oh, because yeah, then you totally. become really aware of like all the different ways that you move your arms and how it feels mm-hmm. um, yeah very important yeah yeah isn't it funny how oftentimes it's like after you have something happen mm-hmm. and then you really realize that you you will never take it for granted ever again. I totally like pulled a pec muscle trying to open a window, um, like a heavy window, Uh but from like the ground or not from the ground. It was just like Like pushing from below, pushing from below and pushing it up. And you would think I would hurt like my bicep doing that, but totally like tore. And it Uh took so long to heal. And I couldn't do anything with my left arm for like months and months and months and months. So just be careful when lifting heavy windows. So I'm going to ask the question that everyone wants to know, which is, can strength training affect your boobs <laughs> for better or for worse? Okay. Like, should I either, should I be like working on my pecs because it's going to give me like super perky boobs or should I avoid training my pecs because it will do something <laughs> weird to my boobs? Okay. I'm just here this to is add, the best ask question. the important questions. And this is probably one of the most important questions. So I have read my whole life everywhere since like punky brewster <laughs> which was that show uh-huh. from forever ago i think i was even too young it was more like my sisters my older sisters yeah age but i remember um 
them like one episode punky brewster and her friends are doing this like it looks like a thigh master but they're doing it like with their hands uh-huh. and they're like we must we must we must improve our, our bus <laughs> yes i remember that too so that is like ingrained in my brain and then as i dove into like the personal training world you read in every magazine every fitness magazine it's like oh for like per- perky boobs like you need to do chest exercises for me personally, I have never really noticed a difference. <laughs> I am the size that I am. Whether or not that has actually changed because of the amount of chest exercises, I don't really think so. However, that being said, um, depending on your size, maybe like, but depending on your like chest size or your bra size, maybe that's different, you know? Like maybe. I have oftentimes just thought of it, well, when you train your upper body, you actually just improve your posture. Maybe that's yeah. what people yeah. are thinking, you know? Yeah. So you're just, like, standing up a little straighter and, you know, feeling a little bit more confident. But I'm just going to state that from a personal standpoint, from, like, me and my clients, like, have I ever noticed, like, a client, like, a girl, one of my girl clients coming in one day and being like, oh, my gosh, my boobs are so much bigger because of the push-ups we did yesterday. No, I've never, <laughs> no one has ever said that to me. <laughs> So probably don't have to worry about uh, the boob effect. Yeah. But I do like the idea that improving your posture just makes you look better in general. Exactly. Yeah. I think that, if anything, that's why people feel like it affects their chest size. Also, I will say, everyone who has breasts, they are different. And um, most of that is just genetic. Oh, yeah. And there is actually nothing better about breasts that are perky versus breasts that are not perky. Yeah. That is probably based on our culture's infantilizing of women, um, which is, like, a whole other thing. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Boobs um, are boobs. Boobs are boobs. Yeah. Whichever ones you have, or if you don't have them, it's all good. Yeah. Totally. Still train your chest. <laughs> <laughs> um, when the, you're, so, yeah. so yeah, so our chest. It's um, we train our chest also because of functional fitness. So functional fitness, and we actually have an entire episode on functional fitness. Functional fitness is when you do exercises to help support your day-to-day life. So squats are great because they help you stand up from being seated. They help you just not feel back pain. They help you um, go to the bathroom. We train our abs so that you can sit up out of bed when you're really excited to start your day. Um, we train, you know, like we train your back muscles so that you have good posture, so that you feel good when you're on the computer all the time, and so it doesn't affect your posture. We train your biceps so you can carry your grocery bags. We train your upper body so, like, when you have a kid, then you can carry your baby. Okay, this is functional fitness. Same thing goes for your chest. Your chest includes some of the largest muscles in your upper body. I always talk about the big muscle groups like your butt, your hamstrings, your quads, your upper back, and your chest, your pecs. Big muscle groups in the body. So you have to train them because we use them all the the time. We're pushing open a door. We're washing our hair. We're um, picking up groceries. We are carrying things. These day, or, or if you're down on the ground and you need to push yourself up from getting off of the ground, or like in caveman days, if you had to climb, if you had to, if you had to, if you, I don't know, are hiding from something like a woolly mammoth and you have to crouch down. Sure. <laughs> and then you have to push your body back up so you can, you know, sprint away from, from said woolly mammoth. Functional fitness. So we want to train the chest because of, um, because of, the functional fitness aspect of training your body so that you 
are able to do day-to-day movements in day-to-day life. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned earlier that you have experienced straining a chest muscle. Mm-hmm. What does that feel like? I feel like it's easier for people to sort of imagine what it feels like when you, like, um, you know, pull your hamstring yeah. uh, or something like that. But I don't know if I would know what it felt like to strain yeah. a chest muscle. So I would say this um, in terms of, uh, and this is just me on an anatomy level, just kind of like lumping, you know, men versus women. So with women, I actually find that because we do not do as much uh, from a, it, it is, I find, just in my personal experience, um, guys will do entire days devoted to push exercises, meaning they'll do entire workouts when they're doing chest presses and bench presses and shoulder presses. It's a little bit easier for them to strain like a chest or a shoulder just because of that. Whereas with women, I find oftentimes we're working with like more, I'm working with, I do experience a lot of shoulder stuff. Um, and then mostly like leg stuff, like, like, oh, uh, you know, uh, I pulled a hamstring muscle there. And it's so true. There are muscles that I feel like are more easily pulled. Um, and I think that's two reasons. A, did it, it, a day-to-day life. And then B, it's interesting, like what exercises get kind of popular and then mm-hmm. people will do a lot of those exercises, but maybe not correctly. And then we get into some things. Chest injuries. Chest injuries are actually totally common. Like they're actually totally common. But in my experience, I have bared witness to more men having pectoral injuries from a girl standpoint. I feel like I'm actually the only female I've encountered that's actually dealt with a pec strain. I deal with a lot of strains and sprains with clients or, you know, not when they're training with me, obviously. (laughs) But um, what it feels like is it feels like the muscle underneath your boob, or for me, it was more like the clavicular part. Mm -hmm. It was just like a sharp, searing pain, and I could feel like a big knot there. Mm. That's what it felt like. I bet people sometimes confuse it for something going wrong with their heart. Oh, totally. Because it's right, you know, especially if it's on the same side as your heart, it's in that same area. Yeah. Um, I actually uh, called a doctor once because I was having like a a twitch on in my chest muscle and I was afraid that it was like an extra beat in my heart yeah. I did an EKG and it was fine and stuff and I think what it was was that I had pulled something yeah. in my chest it was like a ch- it was a, a muscle that was potentially spasming mm-hmm. yeah and oftentimes too that is really interesting you mentioned that so um, people will feel anything from like your clavicle kind of down to your rib cage area and almost associate it with the heart, and you can totally still for sure get that checked out because mm-hmm. it might be. Yeah, you don't want to mess around with Especially it. Especially if it's on the left side. <laughs> yeah. If it's not on the left side, it's probably pulled muscle. Even if it is on the left side, still get it checked. Even if it's on the right side, sorry, still get it checked out. But um, oftentimes, because we're so not used to feeling muscle pulls in like the, the pec region, mm-hmm. it's like really hard to pinpoint what it is. Uh, massage therapy is great. When you have a pec pull, acupuncture is amazing. When you have a pec pull and when you do a, um, a, and also seeing a chiropractor is really helpful to just realign like ribs and realign all the bones in your upper body so that your pec muscles can recover 
after doing what I did, which was lifting a really heavy window. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's talk about some exercises yeah. that we can do to work our chest muscles. Awesome. This is like the most part, like the f- most fun part of this. <laughs> Every time we do one of these episodes and I go over the exercise list, I'm always like jazzed to like do those exercises. I'm for also jazzed. <laughs> so Joanna, jazzed. I love your jazzed face. Very excited. Your jazz face is really, really enthused. <laughs> so, so number one, t- uh, push-ups. Push-ups. That push-ups, yeah. So push-ups. When your arms are wide and when your elbows do not go towards your rib cage, but like to opposite sides, like the walls on the sides of you, that's a pec push-up. Cool. If you do a that's narrow, sort of what I consider like a standard push-up. Standard like, push-up. When you were like in gym as a kid, mm-hmm. that was what a push-up exactly. looked like. It's different from like what I the think tr- of as like a yoga push-up. A yoga chaturanga push-up or a, a tricep push-up when your hands are close in and then your elbows reach to your rib cage. The elbows go back versus out to your sides. So that's a tricep push-up. That one is way more triceps, not so much chest. So wide arms. Wide arms. Hands on the ground, obviously, mm-hmm. and um, I totally think it's fine to start these on your knees, like to, f- yeah. to get full range of motion. So here's the way I cue it: is to what I tell people when they are doing push-ups. I say, pretend like you are doing a bench press with the ground. Push the ground Whoa. away from your body. So even with girls, sometimes like then they're still able to like kind of lock their shoulders down and back, and they push the ground away from their bodies. That's how we activate your chest. If you're feeling this in your shoulders, that means your arms are too far out in front of you. You need to move your arms back towards you a little bit more. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So like your shoulders and wrists aren't in line with each other? Mm-hmm. So your shoulders are actually not directly over your elbows and wrists for a, a true push-up. Mm-hmm. Your wrists are out to the sides a little bit more. The thing is, if your arms are too far out in front of you, you're going to be working your, your shoulders. Mm-hmm. And you want your body over... Like, you want your body forward and over your hands and arms versus being more of, like, a downward dog, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So um, if you're doing a push-up, you want to feel this in your pecs. If you're feeling this in your shoulders, your form is off. Yeah, try moving your body further forward forward and your arms arms a little further back. back. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, so that's the way I cue a push-up. What else are we going to do for Another really Thanks. fun one, which I feel sometimes does isolate the pectorals just a little bit more, and I'll explain why, are dumbbell chest presses. So these are really fun. They're fun. For some reason, people love dumbbell chest presses. I think it's because they're kind of easy. They're easy. Yeah. yeah they're That's easy, but I they're like fun, them. and you feel them. <laughs> yeah. They're like, it's like everyone loves bicep curls. Everyone loves, people just love dumbbell work. They look exercise yeah, I think that's yeah, part of it. It's like, too. look, everyone can tell I'm exercising. Totally, I would, I could, I could literally do. I love chest press. I love bicep curls. But tell me to hold a plank, and I'm like, ugh. But why? Why? Like, so I hate side planks. I hate, anyways, so that's, <laughs> anywho. So now you all know like what exercises I don't like. So chest flies, or sorry, chest presses, dumbbell chest presses. Um, this one, all you need to do is you just lie down on your back. And you can be on a bench with some dumbbells. And you just start with the dumbbells uh, at your armpits. And then you just press them over until they touch at the top and your arms straighten. And then you bring them back down. Here's the way I cue this one. I always say, get the dumbbells over your nipple line. 
And I know it's weird, and especially when I say nipples to my clients. <laughs> and the guys are like, uh. I'm like, don't be awkward about it, just do it. <laughs> I'm like, it's fine, it's just anatomy. It's really funny, I'm like a doctor, I'm not a doctor. But like when it comes to these like terms, yeah. basically. You gotta be able to talk about the body. Yeah. So the way I cue chest press, over the nipple line, not over your neck, not over your face, for various reasons. One reason being the form is just off. If you do that, you're still going to feel that in your shoulders. B, doing anything over your face is a bad idea. <laughs> right, because if you drop it, then you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. That's so the money anything, maker. Doing anything over your face or over your neck. So when you're doing your chest press, always have the dumbbells going uh, over your nipples. And then um, when you do your chest press, lock your shoulders down and back and channel a guy doing a bench press and kind of punch your chest up, push your chest up into the air. You'll feel it activate more like that. You can do this with dumbbells. You can also do this a barbell. If you do this on a bench machine, or uh, not a machine, if you do this on a bench that has like that bar across, that bar is going to be 45 pounds. And I actually really like that one too. Um, or you can grab any barbell, which can be from 8, 10, 12. You know, barbells are just, oh, barbells. Barbells are just bars mm-hmm. at the gym. And I feel like they go up to 20 pounds. You can totally train your chest with that too. Um, I like to use the bench press and use the bar that comes on the bench press, which is 45 pounds, um, just so everyone knows. And <laughs> not knows how much Just I so everyone press. knows how much I can bench press. <laughs> I said that and I was like, that sounded weird. I was like, oh, I know how that came out. I wouldn't have caught it. Just so everyone knows funny. exactly like how much that bar weighs. It, sh- it should be standard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 45 pounds. If I don't have a bench, um, can I do this on the ground? Totally. So here's what I recommend when you're doing it on the ground. Two things. Your range of motion is going to be limited because when you bring your arms down to your chest, you can't you actually hit the floor yeah, at some point. hit the floor. So you're not going to be quite working as um, – you're not going to be working as – hard in the sense that your range of motion will not be as full. Mm -hmm. So here's what I recommend. You have a foam roller. I do. You can lie down on your foam roller Ah. and you can uh, lie down on your foam roller with the foam roller vertically behind you and and then you can do full range of motion, full range of motion chest presses. Nice. So we've got our push-up, we've got our chest presses. Um, what else uh, are we going to do to work our chest muscles? Okay, so the next thing to do, this one is a way to train your chest and your triceps, but equally train your chest. So I know a lot of people who could not do a bench press because of some type of issue or injury and were able to do these instead and still train their chest uh, effectively. Dips. Uh, I know, yeah. So tricep dips. Tricep dips also really train your chest while working the triceps at the same time. We oftentimes think that tricep dips, like the main thing they're focusing on is the triceps are actually- makes sense, it's in the name. totally, it's in the name. They're equally working, um, they're equally working the pectorals as well. And this one we do off of a chair or a bench Mm -hmm. normally? So this one, I would say the the best one to do is if you have access to the, there's like a tricep dip type machine at the gym. If mm. you have access to it, you like place your knees on a pad and then you place your hands on the bars and you just kind of lower yourself down and up. That one's really, really effective for training the chest. Um, but if you still do this at home, just on the edge of a bench, uh, it's a little less in the chest. You still will feel it in the chest. The goal is to keep your chest pushed up in the air like you're doing a chest press still. Nice. And you'll totally feel this 
in your pectorals. So the thing with the pectorals is it's so important to train them, but we have to make sure that we still stretch them mm. because this is the same muscle group that gets tight and then pulls our shoulders forward. Ah. So when our pecs are strong, that's good in the sense that you just overall have like good upper body strength. Uh, you know, you feel in your body, you feel strong, confident, whatever. Okay. Like great. Like, yeah, great, you feel strong, awesome. confident, whatever. Yeah. Like all that jazz. However, that being said, if you are just doing pecs all the time, um, yeah, and I'm just going to go on the record saying this. A lot of guys do this. A lot of guys will mainly train their, um, they will put their focus on their pectorals and not so much their back muscles. And then they end up pulling their shoulders, rotating their shoulders inward. So what I recommend, um, of course, strength training the back. And then you can just listen to all of our podcast episodes on how to train your back. But you must, must, must stretch your pectorals after you train them and like kind of on a daily basis. How do you do that? Two ways. My favorite way is to lie down on a foam roller and to just, so the foam roller is vertical along my spine. So my head, my upper back and my tailbone are on the, the roller and my like knees are bent and my feet are on the ground. And then I open up my arms to the sides and then I, my arms can be bent or straight and I just kind of like roll back and forth and I feel a major stretch kind of in my pecs and my armpit muscles. Another one you can do is by having a soft bend in your arm and placing your hand on a wall and then just like twisting your body away from your hand and your arm and you'll feel the stretch that way. And then another good thing to do is just big arm circles going up, rotating outwards, meaning like if you're standing up and you just start doing really big arm circles, the arms go in front of you first and then behind your ears. Yeah, yeah. sure. So this one's good for the shoulders and to stretch out the pecs. So those are the things that I like to do. And then there is a fourth stretch that I love to do. And I have my clients do this one a lot as well. It's called the Da Vinci stretch. So you know the Da Vinci? Oh, yeah, the man illustration. Yeah, yeah, the man illustration. And he's just like standing with his legs wide and his arms are out to his side. So what I do is I start with my arms kind of like together in front of my crotch holes. Uh-huh. And then with my palms open, I exhale as my arms go behind me into that Da Vinci position. This one, we might need to, like, take a video of me doing this at some point <laughs> in time. Um, it's essentially like, okay, I'm going to cue it this way. So, Joanna, imagine if you're standing. Actually, yeah. just go ahead and stand. And, like, reach your arms out to your sides. And then pretend like I'm behind you and grabbing your arms and pulling them behind you. There's mm. your Da Vinci stretch. Okay? Feels good. Yeah. And then you can reset it just by putting your arms on your thighs and then go back into it. It's sort of um, like Maria in The Sound of Music when yes. she's like got her arms out and she's spinning around. Are you going to sing the song? Oh, <laughs> are alive. The sound of stretching. Yeah, see, that's we got a song in. There you go. We're going to have... So, so those are the stretches to do. So yeah. for foam, it's it's interesting. I was going to ask you, like, is there a way to foam roll it? Because it seems like it's it interesting. would be there is, yeah. kind of weird. But what I realized, I do the thing you just described where I, like, lie with the foam roller along my spine and open up my arms yeah. all the time when I yeah. foam roll. That's a good one. So that one's, that one's technically a stretch. That right. one's not really, yeah. like, a foam roll technique, mm-hmm. if you will. What I recommend for people who do really need to, like, foam roll their pectorals... What I did during my stint of, you know, dealing with my pulled left pec muscle from heavy window, uh, I got my my massage ball and I just like 
put myself against a wall and I was just like trying to like get it in there or I took the massage ball and I used my hand and just rubbed the massage ball around and I did that so that's yeah. an option as well um, yes definitely a little bit harder foam rolling the pectorals um, but it seems like at least you don't have to like lie face down with the te- ball between you and the floor yeah. and try to like push your body around it seems like that would be pretty intense <laughs> I know, the nice thing yeah. about doing it with the wall is that like, you have more control of the pressure yeah because I can imagine it would could get pretty tender yeah definitely and then also using your own hand to holding the massage ball and just like kind of rubbing it in there um, so totally totally uh, effective ways to do self massage on the pectorals it's just a little bit of a different technique in that you would probably need to use a massage ball maybe not the foam roller and then you can just manually do it yourself well anything else you want to say about the chest before I do a little takeaway um so yeah the chest is equally as important as the back and even though I know historically speaking in all of our episodes we are talking about how we are like too front dominant as humans like we are always on computers and we're always on iPhones and iPads and as a result that's why our posture is bad that being said we still have to train the pectorals so we are balanced as a body so your front and your back are equally as strong and be aware when you are on your computer all day long if you do notice your shoulders slouching forward do some pec stretches, but don't shy away from doing pec exercises because you think that'll make your posture worse. It won't. It'll make your posture better. Um, just make sure you do your stretches and don't be on your computer too long. Totally. Um, well, so to to do a little takeaway, when we're talking about our chest muscles, we're talking about our pectorals, mm-hmm. um, and they are in the front of our bodies, um, underneath our boobs, if we have boobs. Um, and uh, they're important for doing functional things in our lives, like pulling things or pushing things, um, and uh, they're good for our posture, um, and they also help us move our arms, which we all want to be able to do. There's not really any difference between men's and women's pectorals, and um, we don't have to worry about strength training affecting our boobs if we are people with boobs. Um, and. Uh, If we feel um, like a knot in there or like a sharp pain, it's possible that we've strained uh, a chest muscle, Um, but we're not going to get any strains because we're going to follow your form recommendations for our exercises, which include the push-up and the tricep dip and the um, chest press, bench press type stuff, uh, and the um, like tricep dip machine thing. I forget. No, that, that was That's it. Yeah. yeah. We got the bench um, press, dumbbell, chest press. Yeah. And we're going to make sure that we stretch and um, roll out our chest muscles so that um, we don't uh, get all hunched forward yeah. any more than we already are. And um, a little side note. Oh, I did forget to mention chest flies. That's another mm. chest exercise, which you can do with dumbbells or cables. And it's more of, um, it's like your arms are wings and they just kind of open and close. We can link to that. That's another one. But also warming up your pecs. Yes. So just do some arm circles or some light cardio. Some jumping jacks are really great. I love doing a chest press jumping jack or sometimes they're called seal jacks. So, Where your um, arms are clapping yeah, in front of you instead exactly. of going up above yeah, your like head. Yeah, like pretend like you're a baby seal. <laughs> exactly. And you have to do the sound when you do it. Perfect. So um, yeah, warm up your pecs just by doing some arm circles, some like shoulder rolls, some chest press or some seal jacks um, and you should be good to go. Great. Uh, Thanks for talking to us about our pecs, baby. (laughs) Anytime.
call Best Choice, where I pick out a fast casual restaurant that exists across the country, and Daphne helps us look at the menu and think about some best choices. Um, one thing we always say before this segment is if this is a place you go like once or twice a year and it's for a treat, just order what you want. It's fine. Um, but what we're going to talk about is if this is a place you end up having to go a lot, either because someone in your family really likes it or for work or whatever, um, and you want to uh, have some help making a more nu nutritious choice, Daphne's going to help us do this. So this is a restaurant that's been in the news recently because of a uh, supposed name change. But we're talking about the International House of Pancakes, also known as IHOP. Uh, did you grow up with IHOPs? Uh, you know what? I have been to a few in my time. Mm -hmm. We didn't have an IHOP in my city growing up. However, um, I remember going to one in LA for some reason. Huh. And can we just discuss this whole debacle of the whole IHOP thing? Yeah. What was the deal? So it was a trick. I mean, I was it was like, a okay, marketing thing. International yeah. House of Breakfast. I think it's burgers. Oh, but they said that it was just like a thing now. Yeah. So it like wasn't. I so don't it's think still they're actually changing their name. Yeah. I can't. Th well, they totally got me. <laughs> <laughs> they certainly got in the news more than IHOP has been in years. Yeah. Oh, that's totally what it was. It was a press thing. Yeah. Yeah. So they admit that they faked it and that they were going to turn it into IHOP. And then we had to stay tuned to see what the B was going to stand for. And I was like, obviously breakfast. But I guess it wasn't even breakfast. It was burgers. <laughs> um, so it's, uh, oh, it was for burgers. Yeah, because they are adding burgers. But um, while they got us talking, because now we're talking about it, totally. and now we're probably marketing for them. Yeah. <laughs> or, or the anti yeah. marketing. Well, so let's talk about making some choices because I, yeah. have, I think there are a lot of restaurants that have sort of a similar um, uh, menu. I mean, this is really like on the East Coast, this is like a design, a diner menu, designer yeah. menu, a diner menu. Maybe um, a designer But menu. where I grew up, we didn't have like independent diners. We had like... It, Perkins, or mm, like Baker Square, yeah, or yeah. IHOP. Um, so this information is good for IHOP, but it's also good, I think, for diners in general. Definitely. So, best choice. All right, so you look at the menu for IHOP. I literally just pulled it up on my computer, and a thing came up, and it said, IHOP wants to know your location. Allow? And I said, block. <laughs> but it still knows where I am. But it still knows where I am. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's like the nearest one is on Livingston Street in Brooklyn. Is that one? Is that what yours says, too? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so creepy. I've been over there. How do they know? <laughs> so, all right. Um, in terms of the choices at <laughs> IHOP, um, healthiest choice. If it were me, and if I were going to an IOP and I wanted to get something that would be on like the more nutrient dense side. Well, first of all, if, if, it, if that was not the case, I would just get pancakes <laughs> <laughs> or waffles or French toast um, because YOLO. No. <laughs> so here's what I would actually do. Um, I would go for eggs. I would yeah. get the, so just looking at the menu. Um, I would get the spicy poblano omelet, and it, it looks like it's just eggs and some cheese and some peppers and some mushrooms and a ton of avocado. That is totally what I would get. So you guys might, if you, if you too are looking at the calorie count, um, you might notice like, okay, the calorie count is a little high. I would honestly like not even worry about that because it looks like something I would just make at home anyways. Mm -hmm. Like I would totally do eggs and avocado and like maybe some type of meat and like scramble that all together with 
um, you know, peppers, and they they do like a it looks like a, some ch- type of like chipotle sauce on it. Mm. Like, yeah, get that if you want. Like, no big deal. Um, because IHOP does the calorie count on there, so there is one thing that is like the lowest calorie, and it's like some egg white omelet, I believe, with some uh, where did it go? Oh, it's an egg white vegetable omelet, and it looks just like a very sad white omelet with like two slices of avocado on it, a spattering of spinach, and like four tomato crumbs. So that one has the lowest amount of calories. Does that look appetizing to me at all? No. <laughs> uh, eat the yolk, people. Uh, I'd rather just have my eggs with some, you know, some sausage. and. Yeah, some. they have another omelet called the garden omelet that's made with the whole egg. Ah, so yes, I see. So if you want your veggies, just do that. Yeah, if you want your veggies, just do that. Or you could get the, you know what I would actually do? I'd do that spicy poblano one, mm-hmm. which has, like, the peppers and the avocado, and then I'd probably have them add more veggies to it just because I like vegetables in my eggs. Um, but you know what I would not get is I would not get the egg white omelet because it looks sad and because we're supposed to eat the yolk, and um, uh, it just looks colorless and white. <laughs> um, did you know that the omelets come with our choice of one delicious side? Three buttermilk pancakes, hash browns, <laughs> toast, or fresh seasonal mixed fruit? Ah, well, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> Get the pancakes now. Well, one um, thing I was so, going to say is, so a problem my husband and I often talk about is that not enough places allow you to do half savory, half sweet breakfast. Totally, Like, yeah. he really loves pancakes. I like pancakes, too, but he doesn't feel good if he orders a whole thing of pancakes. Mm -hmm. So he's taken to asking places if they can do one pancake on the side. That's awesome. But another solution is to do table pancakes. That is something... Have we talked about this? I think so. Yeah, table cakes. Yeah. Yeah. How it's like, oh yeah, like everyone gets their entree at brunch and we'll get table pancakes. Yeah. It's a term now. It's a hashtag. Hashtag Hashtag table pancakes. Table cakes. Yeah, that way everyone can get a bite because Mm -hmm. sometimes you don't want... Honestly, like the flavor gets kind of tiring after a while. Yeah. Um, and there might be people who disagree with me, but, well, and this is another thing. When you become really intuitive with your, like, kind of, like, food and your taste, mm-hmm. um, the, the flavor gets a little tiring after a while of eating the same pancake over and over and over and over and over again. So you can get a side of the pancakes to go with your omelet. Uh, what were the other sides, Joanna? Um, hash Where browns, toast, or s- fresh seasonal mixed fruit. Ooh, what would I do? I probably wouldn't do the fruit. Because it's probably going to be sad. It would probably be kind of sad. I don't know what I would do. I'd probably do the pancakes, to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> well, and the nice thing about or no, doing pancakes the as too. the side is that if I if my main thing is this omelet that is, like, protein-y and maybe has vegetables and stuff, I'll eat what I want of the pancakes, but I know I'm not going to be able to eat an entire omelet and three pancakes. Yeah. So even then... Um, you know, some food goes to waste, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I get to have a little bit of the sweet without, like, totally filling up on the pancakes um, because some of that stomach space is going to be filled with omelet. Definitely. And, you know, thinking of calorie counts again, like, and how it's just really not an effective way of making choices. You know, you could look, like, there is a stack of pancakes that, from a caloric standpoint, it, it just has a lower number than the poblano you know, the spicy poblano omelet, because that has eggs and avocado, but, like, look at what you're getting versus what you're not getting with the pancakes, um, with the pancakes, and, and, yeah, and I love pancakes, but it's just, you're just getting the same, like, flour syrup, you know, it's just, Mm -hmm. there's no nutrient density, there's no protein in that, so, 
once again, just kind of like challenging people to go off of like what would be the best choice and actually not really paying attention to the calorie thing. Awesome. You can like create your own yummy meal. Let's go out for breakfast. Let's do it. Get some table cakes. Table cakes. Thanks, Daphne. Thanks for listening to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne. Our show is hosted by Daphne Yang and me, Joanna Shaw Flam. We're produced and edited by me. Our theme music is by Hannah vs. The Many, who you can hear at hannahvsthemany.com. We'll be back next week. You can make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to Just One More on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. For show notes, for help subscribing, and to become a patron of our show, you can go to our website, justonemorepodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at justonemorepod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash justonemorepodcast, or you can email us at info at justonemorepodcast.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. One, two, three, check Testing. one, two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting cow. <laughs> Moo! <laughs>